Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, a story of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing, alternative energies, miracles, and ways to know or perceive yourself and the world and life in expansive ways. And today I am delighted to welcome Hilary Ramo, award-winning photographer, artist, writer, and radio show host, and author of the Hillary Ramo Show Transcripts. Hello, Hillary, and thank you for joining us on Healing From Within. Oh, hi. I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be a great conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Hillary, as listeners of Healing From Within are well aware, my guest and I, we share intimate experiences and insights in the hopes of broadening our awareness and understanding of the multidimensional aspects of our energetic and physical life presence. And the desire or hope is to improve the quality of our personal human development and also collectively. We discuss topics that awaken our subconscious memories of universal life and the possibilities for reaching higher realms of consciousness. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Hilary Rama, who is a combination of healer, journalist, and spiritual leader, with the perfect combination of left brain intellect and right brain intuition shares interviews she conducted with many leaders, visionaries, and change makers who wish to help us see the world and ourselves as much more than physical beings. Hillary, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, event, or maybe a dream that may have alerted them to the path and interest they would pursue as adults. For I believe within the heart and soul lies the human journey, and we have only to remember who we are in order to follow our destiny and life path. So think back for a minute. What is that a question? And my um, for myself as a child, I have to say my greatest influence was nature. I spent a lot of time outside, a lot of time with imagination. Um, play time was very, you know, abundant for me. My parents believed in, in letting my, me and my siblings have a lot of play time. So nature, I'd have to say, was my biggest influence. I always had a very good relationship with nature. I always found a lot of um, inspiration in nature. So I'd have to say that's where it started. Well, your parents were also very wise to give you the freedom to search and feel and see and be open. I, I had that as a child also in the mountains on during the summer when we went there and the water, the swimming and just flowing through life and finding ourselves. So that was a great beginning for you and for me. Great. Yeah. Well, I think we, we need a lot more of that in today's world. We, Absolutely. We really are entering unknown territory with our relationship with technology. I mean, it is a relatively new insertion into the human experience, uh, give the overall age of the planet itself. So we're starting to really see the consequences of not spending enough time out in nature, growing up with faces buried in screens and, and constant electronic device distractions. Absolutely, yes. You know, is. that... that 
that man-made environment really doesn't do the same thing as nature-made environment. Absolutely. And pe- people, teachers and psychologists and, and healers are becoming very aware that it has to be balanced or it can and will hurt our young people. So I think we're all becoming very, very aware of that. Let's go on to how you became interested in radio work and what was the mission statement or purpose of the many shows you hosted? Well, when I started radio, I started on upstate New York terrestrial AM talk radio. And when I put my first show together there, it the intent was to bring alternative information to the forefront for listeners, meaning a different perspective, a different opinion, a different outlook on common uh, topics and things going on in the world. So I, I tended to look for guests that would come on and present some kind of alternative um, look at something that maybe perhaps was an alternative uh, information, if you will, for most listeners, people who hadn't heard perhaps this or that. So that was the intention that I had every time I would search out a guest or have invite somebody to come on the air to have conversations with, because radio provides a really wonderful platform for two people to engage in a conversation on a topic. And if they allow callers to call in, it allows listeners an opportunity to voice their opinions and to participate in the conversation. And I think, you know, for me, that was one of the most important things as a radio host because I really enjoyed that creational factor of putting all those dynamic aspects together to present a show. So I always enjoyed the back process of the producing aspect or, you know, thinking about, what would be the best use of 50 minutes of my time, my guest's yeah. time, and my listener's time, right? Because I'm aware that everybody's in such a quick fix uh, state of motion these days where, you know, a two-minute YouTube video is about the length of attention span, especially of our younger generations growing up. So I think being older and coming from, uh, you know, uh, one of the last generations that didn't didn't have the internet, didn't have cell phones, didn't mm-hmm. have laptops and computers. I really did appreciate that nature element, that imaginary uh, development of the conscious mind. And, that, and so I really wanted to bring that forward into what I foresaw as a digital age really being born right underneath our noses. Yeah, I agree with you. I do love <laughs> that. I do love to use technology on a limited basis, but I don't want it to use me. I don't want to be, you know, constantly having my face and tweeting and and emailing and you know what I'm saying. I'm saying it is a tool, but the basic tool of our soul and our energy and our connection to the universal wisdom that we're downloading all the time it comes through us and it it helps us pursue our life choices and mission is the really important reason that we're having this physical life. So how has talking with many of the important newsmakers, risk takers, earth shakers, and groundbreakers on this planet changed your own nature or perceptions of reality or perhaps are you much like them and just enjoy the energy of their soul brilliance? Well, both of that is relevant to me. 
So uh, I enjoyed the conversations very much. And so for over a decade, I, you know, give or take a few weeks here and there, this was my path and this was what I was doing with my life. Mm-hmm. This was a large body of work, if you will, over a course of time. And, um, you know, I really approached it like a sacred task. It was a spiritual journey for me. It was a physical journey for me. It was emotional. It was um, mental. I mean, it was really all of these huge dynamics I felt were very important. Um, You know, as a spiritual person, I don't abide by any one particular rule of thought or protocol of of, um, prayer, but I meditate a lot. So meditation for me has become my spiritual practice. And, you know, just living in the now and going day to day and doing the best I can with whatever circumstances arise. And I think a lot of people can find value in the simplicity of that. And I certainly have. So, you know, over time, having these conversations with all these wonderful people, I really did love all of my guests. And in my new book, I had to pick 20 conversations out of 13 years on the air, and that was a very difficult task, but what I felt I did for readers was, you know, refine and trickle down the core essence of this time period, and if you look back on the time period and you say, wow, you know, where were we at? Where were we at with technology? Where were we at with cryptocurrencies and consciousness and our spiritual journeys through 2012, the infamous 2012, right? Where we were all ascending and we were all going through our spiritual awakenings and it was one love and we were all all one and all this great mantra stuff. Well, where are we now? I mean, I look around and I see what's going on in the collective world and anybody with whatever opinion they bring to that, can see there's a lot going on. I think we can all agree on that. There's a well, lot going on. Yeah, right? we're going through <laughs> a spiritual evolution, just like the industrial, technological. This Absolutely. is the spiritual evolution. Uh, but let me get on to, you just expressed exactly what I have felt about doing this show for the last eight years and having the opportunity to talk to some of the most brilliant minds on very different topics uh, that aid in our awakening process, which is happening right now, which is going to to take us a a leap forward. And uh, so the many topics I've talked with people on this show have helped me move beyond doubt and bias and long-held beliefs and opinions uh, to be open to anything and everything because I believe that whatever the mind can conceive is an inspired downloading from higher intelligent realms of life and exist, or we could not even have imagined it. And I think you're aware of that also. So the world and the sea and the forest and the rivers that you spoke about and I experienced as a young child and the plants and the animals and human beings who inhabit the earth plane are all part and parcel of the creative force of energy. And we begin to see coincidences, connections, synchronicity, emerging of feelings that simply make everyday life miraculous. And I think you have found that in your shows, and I have found that in discussing uh, many different topics with people. And I think it's a great gift from the universe and a big body of work, as you said. And it was our mm-hmm. destiny to do this. And you have done a wonderful job. I enjoyed reading 
all the different stories, and I've interviewed a few people also that you had in the book. But let's go on to how is change desirable, necessary, and why do so many people fear and fail to change? And it's happening now on a massive level throughout the world. So let's think about that question for a minute. How is change desirable and necessary? And well, why? I think that cha- change is all there is, really. Which, yes. I mean, the, the illusion that something is going to be the same for eternity is really just that. It's an illusion. And there's nothing in nature that teaches us that something stays the same indefinitely. Everything in nature has a form of change goes from point A to point B and is evolving along that. So we really can't be separate from that because we're part of what makes the order of Earth. We're part of the gravity. We're part of the interactions of chemical and biochemical and, you know, all the things in reality and the physical world that we tend to dismiss as non-spiritual. But if you really take a look at what's going on with the the transformative properties of nature and how it teaches us that this is the truth, it really doesn't matter what you believe in as far as God goes because you can still look at the natural process and it still shows you the higher intelligence of something massively larger than what we are and that humbles us and I think in that humility we are able to then see deeper and further into what we need to see not everything is daisies and unicorns and and we have to be okay with that and change it it tends to instill fear in some way a lot of people get afraid that change is going to take something away from them that they love and you know loss is part of life and everything we love is transitory too so there really is nothing that we even our children you know as a mother to say that you know your child is is still part of that natural loss you know you i know people who've lost their children who they've died young and it's a devastating thing and it changes you completely but it's still part of the law of change it's like you know we we have to just really embrace and nurture that simple concept inside of whatever we're doing and then it really just puts everything into perspective and I think it allows us to be more present in the moment that we're offered, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and we have free will to make proper choices. In I, each and every I agree with you. Uh, fear of not being able to be in control or being able to handle the consequences or finding new solutions for difficult uh, experiences that we may have to go to creates a fear and a denial in people. But the truth is, you and I know, there really is no loss. There is only new opportunity to find change and new awareness, new perspective, and to know that life is transitory, but we are not. The energy of our being is eternal. And so uh, once you know that, a lot of the things we have to deal with in the physical realm become easier. 
And in my book, The Living Spirit, I addressed this and I wrote, Many choose to believe it's life experiences or circumstances that are at the root of the destruction of so many fine plans, intentions, and opportunities. I believe it is the perception of limitation and self-doubt, not our circumstances, which destroys dreams and thwarts wonderful ideas. What I call the law of attraction is a universal energetic truth of creating our own reality by bringing to us the people and circumstances that our mind and actions generate. What we focus our thoughts, time, and energy on, whether knowingly or unknowingly, whether positively or negatively, whether lovingly or hatefully, sets up a ripple of interaction with other people, places, and events that ultimately brings these possibilities into reality. The thought begins on an energetic mental level and sometimes proceeds after months days, months, or years into a manifestation of a concrete reality. So the fact is that we are in control of our thoughts and our actions. And when we begin to be aware of that, uh, we see life in a new way, in a more positive and uplifting way. If you would pick one of the guests, one of the interviews you documented in the book, you could tell us about the importance and relevance to the changes we are experiencing worldwide right now at the present time. Because you had many people in the book. I I particularly loved the chapter on Dr. Stephen Greer. Stephen Greer, I met Stephen Greer in person, and I went on an expedition with him in 2010 to Mount Shasta, And we were out for seven nights under the stars. There was a group of about 50 of us, and they came from all walks of life. We had, uh, you know, physicists there. We had uh, other kinds of scientists. We had people from the spiritual world. So, I mean, really, it was just a very interesting mix of people. But, you know, when you experience something firsthand, it's really difficult to ever deny the existence of something. And, you know, what we experienced under the the evening sky for those seven days was, in my opinion, uh, pretty consequential in defining my opinion on the topic. Well, his main topic was the world of UFOs and alien agendas. Uh, He he does. Yeah. For for those who aren't familiar with Dr. Greer, he was the father, well, basically, I call him the father of the disclosure movement. Mm -hmm. And he brought together all of these. Uh, high-level military and government officials for a Washington, D.C. press conference that was pretty well-known and was aired, and it was really the first time anything like that had been done. And he's responsible for organizing that. And out of that came his C-SETI, um, the, uh, uh, what do you call those, the, you know, they go out underneath the star. There's a certain name. I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But they go out and they do these meditations under the stars. They have groups all over the world that get together. It's kind of like a study group of ETs and and of sorts. So there's kind of a protocol that he teaches, and it, it's really wrapped around higher consciousness, which always intrigued me more because I went through a few years where I was interviewing a lot of the ET UFO experts, quote experts, and the experiencers, people who had had experiences and and needed to tell their story. So I provided a platform for a few years out of the many that I was on the airwaves for. 
And uh, Dr. Greer was one of the first and pretty much one of the only ones um, that would go into the, the magical factor, the, the, the good, kind, uh, benevolent ones that were coming and being uh, proactive and interactive and looking for that higher consciousness connection. I, I like the fact that he drew that aspect in through the contact experience because all too often we hear negative things oh, you know, they abducted me and they tortured me and then they dropped me back off and tortured well, me my whole life and things of that sort. And I, I never really resonated with that. I, I could respect somebody's story and their experience because it's theirs. And, you know, it really comes down to believing it or not. But I had never really heard somebody in the, in the position that Dr. Greer is in that really started to talk about it in a way that was very positive. That it was an interactive group of people, aliens or people from other star systems, uh, that were positive. Yes, that were positive. Yeah, consciousness. Right. And making an intention to connect to otherworldly life through a way of consciousness, which is from what I understand and from my own experience, transcends time and space. So it's one of the easiest ways to communicate, and our ancestors and our Native American indigenous uh, peoples from around the world would agree with this. Yes, and I, they I've been stories going back. They have stories going back and back and back that that validate this truth. Now, most people start at Roswell and go forward, and they go into the military-industrial complex from that point forward, and it's very convoluted. It's, you don't know what's true or what's not true or what's being released by military and what's not being released. It's very, very uh, confusing and tricky, and it's difficult for people, especially new people, into the researching the genre. You know, you go on the Internet, and there's a ton of stuff going on, and you really have to be very careful with not taking it all in. You have to discern the information, uh, and usually I suggest people use intuition to do that. And uh, so anyway, Dr. Greer really, really had this wonderful way of approaching this topic that I hadn't seen before, and I really appreciated that. Well, you know, he he also talked about nuclear missiles being disarmed in military facilities. So there was proof that there was interaction from uh, extraterrestrials. uh, And I have interviewed many people on my show also. And Robert Salas was a former uh, military person. And his show was entitled Documentation of UFO Incidents Related to Nuclear and Military Installations. And he didn't talk about it until he left the military. And for people who want to hear about that, they can go to my website, CherylGlick.com, to the radio page, January 4th, 2016. Uh, I've interviewed Nick Redburn, A Year of Alien Encounters. He's on the website. And Dr. Artie Clark, Conversations with Alien Visitors. Thomas Carey, Intimidation and the Roswell Cover-Up. And... um, very positive people who have information to share and much like Dr. Greer, not negative. And I'd like to share a story with you for a moment. Uh, I was in Arizona at a conference of alternative practices and healing methods about 15 years ago. And I went to this group. It was a a healing bowl uh, musical meditation group. And there were 12 chairs in a circle, and there was only one left for me. I was running a little late, and I sat down in that chair, and suddenly I I felt a pull to the person to the right of me, and I turned to look at her, 
and she had an unusual quietness to her energy, and I just took notice of it. And the next day, uh, she had a booth at this um, convention where she was displaying CDs with vibrational music for healing our planet, and her name was Victoria. And she told me she was from a different star system and had been communicating with her people since she was a child and was here to help raise the vibration of the planet. Uh, and I looked at her, I said, are there more people like you? And she <laughs> said, and <laughs> this was my first encounter with someone who said something like this to me. But of course, like I told you early in the show, I I know we're being inspired by many influences, and I don't doubt very much it anymore. I just leave myself open to possibilities. And I said to her, uh, what do they look like? She said, there's more like, a, well, what do they look like? She said, they look like me. And I <laughs> thought to myself, well, she was just very blonde and very quiet, and they look like us, some of them. So there are many different groups of, uh, I don't know what to call them exactly, people from different energies or life forces in the universe. And uh, in time, I believe, since I have interviewed many people about these things, uh, that perhaps they will be a good force for helping us to evolve as the world is evolving and the universe is evolving, and I think of it all in a very positive way also, like Dr. Greer and like you. So I, I loved reading the stories from these people that you interviewed. I have interviewed many of them too. And it's just a way for us to open our minds more and more. Instead of denying what's not possible, it would be better to employ areas of opening up to what is possible. So I want to thank you, Hilary Ramo, for sharing very intense but truthful views of our planet and the changing needs of society, the environment, and social and economic values that will be addressed in order to make sense of the emotional contents of most people's lives right now at the present time. To share the interviews with amazingly creative, scientific, and metaphysical authors and to purchase the Hillary Ramo Show transcripts, go to Amazon.com or HillaryRamo.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have traveled into the past to understand cultures that laid the foundation for the modern civilization, technology, and energy sources that are becoming available to us now. We strive to understand the structure of government, corporations, media, and educational systems that are not often used for the common good and at these particular times in history may actually be taking us back in time to create conditions uh, that may slow us down uh, from our positive path forward. And... Uh, the movement of our citizens to improve life for themselves and their communities. Whether we study ancient history, extraterrestrial life, wars, 
in the Middle East, government controls and lack of transparency, time travel, 9-11, and an understanding of human consciousness and lives beyond this earth plane, we come to realize that until we stop repeating the same judgments, biases, prejudice, and human errors, we are delaying our entry into the divine space of our eternal true life force for creating worlds of pure love and compassion. The many authors that Hilary Ramo and I have interviewed over the years have delved deeply into the mysteries of their own soul and physical life and studied the world through the lens of science, spirituality, religion, philosophy, antiquity, medicine, and the arts in the hopes of illuminating beyond our shadow side the potential for life to expand and create worlds of beauty, life, goodness and the best within ourselves. Hillary and I would have you remember that the world we leave to our children and grandchildren should possess some of the purity that we experienced in our childhood, as we expressed earlier, through nature and not just through technology, big business and corporate and social media and the opinion of the group. making it more important than our individual talents and inner inner wisdom. Remember that as spiritual beings having a physical life, we must leave the world a better place. And I have no doubt that we will do just that. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to the intimate details of visionaries and leaders on the world stage offer ways to view and engage all experience for the best results. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.